yeah, I just feel like the first couple were bad matches, but after that it was like, towards the end my back was hurting and I was not like thinking clear at all, and I definitely misplayed the last one. What was your last match against? It was like, what would you even call that, Travis? Like, Is that the ally deck? Uh, No, it was the mono black. Or no, the ally one was the last one. But there was there was like a mono black, like discard, like smallpox, and it was weird. Oh, eight rack? Uh not really. Oh, weird. Hey guys, and welcome to episode four of Eternal Implications, the podcast that isn't afraid to print counterspell in modern. Today we'll be discussing our ten car top ten cards revealed in Modern Horizons so far. As always, I'm joined by Freddy. What's and up? Travis. Hey, good to see you guys. Uh, how are you guys doing on this Memorial Day? Uh, not too bad, uh, aside from my league experience today. <laughs> what about you, Travis? Pretty good. I've played about 20 matches of Magic today. I've won about five of them, so pretty stoked. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so that's hyperbole. I just haven't been 5-0-ing, so it feels really bad. You probably shouldn't watch me play anymore because maybe you're picking up my play habits. <laughs> it, I okay, so I stopped watching when you were 03 and started doing my own leagues, but oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it, it was That's hard fair. to watch. <laughs> so, Modern Horizons looks pretty sweet so far. Um, I think there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, I think Rosewater said there's 40 mechanics in it, uh, which we've seen quite a few already. Um, honestly, like. There's just a lot to look at and a lot of potential. Um, I think a lot of duds, too, but I think that's to be expected. Uh, but definitely a lot of cool stuff. Uh, so let's just dive right in uh, to top 10 cards that, we're, that we think are going to see long-term play that we've previewed so far. We've got, what, around half the set right now? Goodness, it's like 140 cards, I think, is what I saw last time. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're just over half the set at this point because it's 240 cards. Um, but uh, notably, none of the cards that we predicted are in the set so far. Rule yeah, zero. I, I think our I think our closest one was Force of Will with yeah. Force of Negation was probably our closest prediction. But yeah, and I was gonna bring up Factor Fiction when we were talking about it, and it had slipped my mind because it was in my pile. Because notably, every single card I predicted except for the blasts has been um, has been spoiled so far. Like everything that I. That's set aside basically. So Nimble Mongoose, Factor Fiction, um oh, what is the stupid card? Uh can't even think of it right now. It's not even very good. Um either way, set them aside. But uh yeah, some notable mentions from the set. Of course, factor fiction. Um it's pretty sweet to have buff. Um it's you know, it's not two thousand one anymore, uh, but I think it's still definitely <laughs> a powerful card. Blue-white control is going to have to do some serious rebuilding and retooling to fit it. Um, but uh, there's a card we'll get to that's on our list that I think will actually <clears throat> pull us away from maybe playing as many factor fictions as we'd like. Um, and we got a couple more notables here with uh, Plague Engineer, which is a 2-2 death touch for three um, that is an engineered plague. When it enters the battlefield, you choose a creature type. Chosen creature gets minus one, minus one that your opponents control. It's notable that Engineered Plague was all creatures of that type. So you can play this in your elf deck and name elves for the mirror if that's something you want to do. Interesting. 
it's yeah, really no, weird. They've been doing asymmetrical effects like this for the last couple sets. It's definitely true in the static abilities of Planeswalkers, but this is another nod to that. Yeah, yeah, I and, which I do like because <clears throat> it encourages more open deck building and allowing you to play cards like this without hosing yourself, which I think is pretty sweet. And it lets you play it in tribal strategies, especially if they're going to get popular. And speaking of tribal strategies, another notable mention, Munitions Expert, Goblin. It's a 1-1 one, one for a black and a red with flash. And whenever it enters the battlefield, you can have it deal damage to target creature or planeswalker equal to the number of goblins you control. Uh, that card's really cool. <laughs> like, I just dream of shooting down Jaces uh, and Goblins, but <laughs> I, I just really hope Goblins becomes modern playable. And I think this might be the card that does it. This is a Flash Flame Tongue Kavu that also hits Planeswalkers. Yeah. It has a lot of potential. And we, ha and we have Matron now too, right? So We do, we do. Yeah. Um, and Ringleader hasn't been crunched out yet, I don't think. Um, so we could still yet get ring later, so that would be pretty cool. I'm I'm very excited about this card though. So Freddie, won't you uh won't you go ahead and start us with number ten if nobody else has anything else uh they notable honorable mentions here they want to talk about? And so number ten we've got Archmage's Charm or Archmage's Charm, depending on your pronunciation. Uh three blue instant choose one counter target spell, target player draws two cards, gain control of target non-lamp permanent with converted mana cost of one or less. Um, definitely definitely seems cool at first glance. Uh, my question is, is what are you cutting to play this? Cryptic Command. You think, really you're think, cutting, so? you think you're cutting Cryptic Command to play this? Yeah, we're already down to two. Why not? I absolutely don't think that's correct. <clears throat> oh, I'm so over Cryptic at this point. I'm, I'm well, really I, tired of dying with it in my hand. <laughs> I would like, think you'd be slotting out something else like Logic Knot or... Yeah, I mean, a like, lot of the lists uh, are already down to one knot anyways, um, so that also is possible. Um, I've just been really down on Cryptic lately. Um, I was talking to Cass about this in Teamer Scape Shift as well, or Bring to Light Shift. Um, what she plans on doing because we've both had similar experiences with cryptic recently right like it's just okay i can do the thing um and most lists are down to two uh when you know we were at four six or seven months ago um you don't get two modes on this but it is two cards you still get a counter spell but it's also uh you're, you're also able to gain control of stuff and there are relevant things at one or less. What um, are we what are we pulling at one or less? That's what I'm thinking right now is like right, what are things so I really want to get my hands on? At one or less. Yeah. Uh, well, against burn, uh you're grabbing goblin guides, you're grabbing monastery swift spears, um, you're grabbing grim lava mancers. Especially if you're Jess guy, grabbing Grim Lava Mancer seems really appealing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> at zero, you have welding jars so that you can wrath, which I know that seems insane, but that can that can cost you the game. Interesting. Uh, you're stealing welding jars. You're stealing mox opals, um, stuff like that. Um, heck, um, there's like there's other applications, and I think stealing the blighted agent. Still, uh, blighted agents too. You can't steal blighted agents. Oh, you okay. Can steal a listener elf though. Um, or an ink moth nexus. You sh you can't. It's no, a it's non-land. Yeah. Freddie, you're not very oh, good at this. <laughs> I'm not very good at this. <laughs> yeah, it's non-land permanent. Otherwise, it would be absolutely busted. <laughs> we should mention you can take a merit lage and legacy. 
Yes, also true. Kind of bonkers. Yeah, uh, I don't want my merit uh my merit lage archmage charm. I know that much. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm probably, I'm probably gonna play uh, a couple of these. I, I think if Jess guy wants to play it, it'll definitely have to change around its mana base a bit. I don't think blue white cares. Like they're on seven islands at this point, and you know, twelve duels. So or you, you, you will have to adjust your mana base just a little bit because you want to be able to cast it on turn three. Three and yeah, so maybe maybe an extra shock land or something. Um, I think we're pretty capped out on basics at this point. Uh, some version some versions yeah. of blue white have been playing a fifth fetch, so maybe maybe tweak. Gonna even even suggest going down on fields of ruin. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of where I've been, anyways. Um, and, like I was thinking about it for my my first blast zone and stuff, rather than having five colorless sources. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll see what the future holds with this card, but I do think we'll be seeing it. Me too. I have one major downside to this is that it's just one of like a hundred three mana counter spells, mm-hmm. and what modern really needs is just a two mana counter spell. I agree. <laughs> I so, agree. Yeah, in Jeskai, I'm going to be playing Mana Leak over this, sadly. I yeah, I think you have to, unfortunately, which is really rough. That was number ten. Let's go to number nine. Uh, this is a pick. I'm really sad to see. It is indeed Lava Dart, an instant for one CMC, a red mana. Lava Dart deals one damage to any target, and it has flashback. Sacrifice a mountain. Where do you guys see this being played? In eternal formats yeah this like legacy phoenix like especially the mono red one <clears throat> and the black red buried alive versions we're already playing this so i know phoenix in modern has moved away from gut shots a little bit but this card's better than gut shot in a lot of ways too it works well with your thought scours it works well with your lootings um, when you get bottlenecked on mana like you can still end up getting your phoenixes back because if you've got lethal you're just going to sack that mountain cast this and get your phoenixes back and kill them um how how are you feeling on it freddy like have you like i think that it's definitely functional and it works in the deck like you and i had kind of had the conversation of like the ups and the downs of this versus gut shot and like my my down on it is i feel like that deck is really lean on mana anyways and a lot of times you're finishing a game with three or four lands topped out. You know, you're just getting enough to cast Drake. And I feel like having to cut a land to be able to cast this, you know, it's definitely going to have upside at times, but I feel like it also is going to have times where it feels bad. Right. Yeah. And so. I, I think there's a world that exists that you can just cut Drake to uh, for other threats. Um, yeah. I mean, it's already happened before. And I think if it facilitates a more consistent earlier kill, I think it's definitely worth it. Yeah, and that's the thing too, is Drake, I feel like, is one of those cards in there that I definitely feel like it's replaceable. Mm-hmm. Um, having that big butt guy that just swings in the air for a million is great when it oh, sticks, but there's just there's just <laughs> so many ways to deal with it. And yeah, Cryptic Serpent's something I've been trying out lately. Um, Ew. I actually kind of <laughs> like it because it's like an anti-delf, so you get to keep all your stuff in the graveyard and uh, run your game plan anyways, so... Getting that yeah, out turn okay. turn two or three is pretty good. Legacy Blue Red Delver played it for a little bit. I like it. Like I think it's super cool. Um, Mono Mono Red uh, Phoenix gets to play um, Bedlam Reveler, which yeah. is obviously a better card. Um, 
but I don't think you can really afford to do that in Blue Red Phoenix, um, just simply because you do want to hold your spells frequently enough in that deck. Yeah, I agree. So uh, moving on to number eight, and this is a card that I think uh, will help against Phoenix a little bit. We'll probably see in Phoenix's sideboards, and we'll probably see in a lot of blue sideboards for the rest of forever, and that's Flusterstorm. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Flusterstorm it costs one blue, instant counter target instant or sorcery spell unless its controller pays one storm uh absolute staple in legacy solid in vintage was originally printed a commander set um you know there's a lot less tendrils of agony in, in modern than there is in legacy as in you know a hundred infinitely less yeah yeah <laughs> well once again not been crunched out yet uh god please no <laughs> but oh my gosh yeah, we don't there's want no, that. There's no black rituals, though. It, no. I don't think it would be a deck. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, but, it's, uh, yeah, uh, I'm glad to see it. I, I've, I've cooled off my expectations about it a lot since it was initially revealed and since it was mm. initially leaked. Um, because in a lot of cases, especially in the main deck, uh, Spell Pierce is going to do that job for you. Um, and it's not going to be worse than Flusterstorm. A lot of the times it's going to be just better. But there's going to be absolutely be matchups where you're going to want this. Uh, I I foresee it helping um, helping against Storm, which Caleb Shear keeps trying to convince people is playable. Um, and <laughs> like I, Yeah, I mean, he's got just as many 5-0s in the, the competitive modern leagues as I do. So, however playable Storm is, it's the same amount for Infect. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I actually think Infect is more playable. I just think Caleb Shear could pilot a ham sandwich if he played it long enough. Um, <laughs> but, very uh, good. Yeah, he, he is quite talented. Um, yeah, it's not Force of Will. Uh, it's, a lot of the times it is a one-mana Dovin's Veto that doesn't hit walkers. Not hitting walkers is actually huge. Uh, that's pretty, pretty painful. Um, but I, I am excited to see it, and I do think it'll see some play. So, with with this being said, like, because I never played with Flusterstorm, but I know a lot of people are really hyped about it. I'm not seeing, like, the Storm is good. So, is this, like, a narrow Storm card, or, like, what are you... Right, so... What are uh, you trying to do with this? Like, for, just... For example, like, I played it in Miracles as, as a one to two of sometimes. Okay. Um, it helps you win counter wars. It's, you know, hedgetate against Storm. It's not just good against Storm. It's good against the stack. So if you're fighting out this big, heavy stack, you've got all these Storm copies. You get to counter these individual spells. Or if your opponent has a piece of counter magic, you could put multiple force spikes from the Fluster Storm on one, one spell if need be. Um, it's, it's quite good in situations like that. And obviously it's absurd against Storm as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's also good in other situations. Um <clears throat> like it can be backbreaking against um against Phoenix even. Um I could see a lot of Phoenix board states where this ends up good against them. Um <clears throat> I can also see it good against the blue mirror stacks. You know, obviously Dovin's Veto puts in a lot of work there. Uh, but there's been the discussion of how many Dovin's Vetoes you want. Um, you know, two mana is crucial a crucial amount of time. Um you know, there's people going off on turn two now. Having Flusterstorm might be what you need 
in order to hedge a matchup in a certain direction um, to tag a crucial instant or sorcery. Um, so on the play, um, obviously spell pierce does it too, but hitting hitting a faithless looting on the play is also nice, but mm-hmm. it, it's okay. utility that's important from it. That makes sense. You you mentioned spell pierce. That's my biggest concern with Fluster's Storm is that there are so many situations in modern where I want spell pierce and not Fluster Storm. I agree. Because you want to hit I will not be replacing my main deck spell pierce and fight with a Fluster Storm. It, it's got to be strictly sideboard play as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. Agreed, uh, 100%. I do want to mention, like, this comes up a lot in Vintage because every deck is blue in Vintage. <laughs> you, the the card Flusterstorm pairs really well with Snapcaster Mage yes. because you're just adding to the stack when you cast your uh, Snapcaster Mage, and then when you finally resolve your Flusterstorm, there's an additional storm. It's very unlikely that they'll be able to pay for it all. I also want to mention... Yeah, and um, oh, correct me if I'm wrong. If somebody spell quellers my fluster storm, I still have the copies, correct? Correct. Yeah, blue white's been playing spell setter sprite, or not spell setter sprite, but spell queller in the sideboard recently. So super relevant. They can spell quell my Dovin's veto. Spell quelling my my fluster storm doesn't do a heck of a lot. So I also like it there. Gotcha. I'm also gonna be jamming at. Uh, our weekly Saturday tournament, Nave Magus Elemental. Yes. So it's a <laughs> hybrid blue-red for a 1-2 Elemental, and it says, Exile an instant or sorcery spell you control to put two 1-1 counters on Nave Magus Elemental. So you create a ridiculous amount of storm, fluster storm, maybe even your own spell, like an opt, and then exile all the storm copies to put a ridiculous amount of counters on your elemental. Yeah, uh, there was, um, oh man, uh, Hatch. Uh, Gregory Hatch, is that his name? Played that mono blue martyr deck in Legacy and just like raffle stomped mud into the ground. Um, <laughs> Jonesy proxied it up for Legacy one week and it was super sweet. Like, I think he went like 3 1 with it. And uh, I must have been that one because I remember it being really bad. Yeah, no, I remember you crushing him, but I remember him beating K- um, um, my, uh, Mike Krause, Myron, and somebody else. And I like it was hilarious. And it was like disrupting Shoal and Force of Will and Flusterstorm and Martyr of Frost. Like it was stupid. I don't think it's good, but I think somebody's absolutely going to play something like that in modern. <laughs> All right, let's hit uh, number seven. Oh, you, Freddy? Sorry. So, number seven, we got scale up. Uh, one green until the end of turn. Target creature you control becomes a green worm with base power and toughness, a 6 4, uh, with overload. So, if you pay the overload cost, uh, replace each instant of target with each. And the overload cost on that is six. Yeah, four green. green. Yeah. So that's that part's never getting cast. <laughs> Almost never. How excited are you about this, Travis? Uh, it's not Berserk. I'm it, I'm actually really upset about this card <laughs> because I had such high expectations that Infect would be like tier 0.5. Like it would be so good if we could get Berserk. Correct. But instead we get this thing. Uh I honestly think there's only a handful of situations where scale up is better than become immense. 
at present, almost every Infect deck is running four of the Mistress Bobbles, so it's super easy to fill your graveyard. Right. Um, the only real upside that I can see is if you have a turn one uh, Glistener Elf, your turn two kills are going to be much higher because you can go this and Might or this and Groundswell uh, much easier. Because uh, currently, to kill on turn two, you need some combination of mutagenic growth become immense or might of old Croza. Uh, right. This, this to... does open the door to a lot more turn two kills. More so quickly. you retain the uh, the infect damage on your creature when you cast this? Yeah, it, it just it changes lose, the base power and toughness. It doesn't lose the ability. Okay. Yeah, so... the, the one application that I'm really excited about, I've been messing around with Teferi. And yes. if you plus Teferi, this will save your creature from Lightning Bolt. Yep. Only Groundswell does that right now. So, and I'm not even playing Groundswell because I think it's the worst of all the pump spells. I agree with you. I think it is. Um, I think this card, like, I feel more can comparing it to Might of Old Krosa because of the the sorcery speed. But yeah, it is it is kind of just your become immenses. Um, but but there's so many situations like where you're at like six or seven infect and you can use a might and uh an exalted trigger mid combat to surprise your opponent. This doesn't allow you to do that. You have to lay your cards on the table and say, "All right, blue white opponent, this is what I'm doing." And <laughs> it just feels it just feels really bad as I'm reading this card. So Yeah. I, those I, are my I do thoughts. think I do think it'll end up with a, at least a couple copies in the deck. Um oh, for I don't sure. think it's a, I don't think it's a four of uh but it's really impressive. I'll definitely be playing four initially just to get a feel for how much i like it and then yeah. i'll likely rotate down from there I'm all right let's go to number six combo centric urza lord high artificer two blue blue so cmc4 legendary creature human important creature type artificer when urza lord high artificer enters the battlefield create a zero zero colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control an additional ability tap an untapped artifact you control to add a blue which is kind of ridiculous and then icing on the cake five shuffle your library then exile the top card until end of turn you may play that card without paying its mana cost urza is a one four mine's desire oh my. And yeah, this thing has so much text. It's crazy. There's a lot going on there. This card is it it's broken. Like very rarely will I look at a card and go, that's just absolutely busted. But this is absolutely busted, right? Like it goes infinite with Thopter Sword immediately. Infinite life, infinite mana, right there. It's a three card combo, but you're you're right. They're not difficult to combine. No. And and it even curves. Like, you can play that new welder, like the, the new goblin welder or whatever. Get your sword into your yard immediately. And then, like, that's the kind of deck that wants to play Mox Opal anyways. So you can just go off. Like, the War Prison deck can play this combo if it wants to, even. Like, it's really, really interesting. Um, and I'm stoked they, they stapled Mind's Desire onto a card. Like, that's probably my favorite Storm card of all time. And that's the only card to be preemptively banned in Vintage before it was printed. 
Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's insane. So, to give you an idea of just how powerful this effect is. So, Freddy, if you're not familiar with Mind's Desire, it's a five mana sorcery that has the text of Urza's five mana ability, but with okay. Storm at the bottom. So oh. it's just, yeah, so you so copy. You're... You reveal, oh. and then you find other storm cards, and those stack as well. It's kind of ridiculous. That seems really silly. Yeah, so you find your tendrils off of it, or whatever. Like it's, or back in the day, it was dragon storm where you're finding off of it a lot of the time, and going to get a couple of dragons and just killing you. That was a lot of fun. That deck was sweet. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about a home for this card. What kind of deck do we envision this being played in? It's like like we're prison or i th i think that's one of the worst places for it is it I do, th I do think it'll end up there like i said but i don't think that's the best home for it i think it'll end up there by proxy of just being like yeah this this combo's inside of your deck uh but i think the best place for it will be like um the the psi master thopterus grinding station deck like grinding oh my goodness you're right yeah just spin oh, your roulette wheel so again oh dumb yeah i think that's exactly where it ends up um i played against it again saturday uh that deck can't be blue white control uh, <laughs> so i hope it gets better uh because it'll get played more and i'll just get more equity which is nice uh but yeah like they're they're just gonna be like here's my sigh here's my urza here's my thopter sword also here's a grinding station you're dead like you get to immediately yeah. kill with the station. A card that came to mind when I first saw this is Pintad Prism. Uh, largely because you can ramp into the Lord High Artificer, and then your Pintad Prism will stick around and tap for blue. Mm -hmm. so it becomes a Mox Sapphire. So. Yeah, and and you've got your mana to start activating your, your, your Thopter Sword combo right there. I'm excited to see this card, but it's one of those cards that could also ruin the format. I don't think it will. I don't um, either. But it's really freaking cool, and it's neat to see Urza on a card, finally. I'm so glad <laughs> it, it is a, like as powerful as I would expect Urza to be. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, side note, like, will it last like five minutes in EDH, or like how long until this thing gets banned in EDH? Um, I I think Sheldon or whatever his name was is was already talking about it. Like, okay, it, it's it's a big no no. <laughs> it looks so oppressive. I don't play EDH, but this looks oh, this looks like a yeah. Really I don't bad play time. a lot these days either. But the the commander players I've talked to and Chris Chris thinks this is absolutely absurd in commander, and he loves playing absurd artifact decks. Uh, so if he's telling me it's absurd in commander, it probably is. <laughs> So next on the list, we've got a card that I'm mildly excited about is a Giver of Runes. I hate its name. Uh, one white mana. It's a 1-2 core cleric. Tap. Another target creature you control gains protection from colorless or the color of your choice until the end of the turn. Um, it's not Mother of Runes, which it's is good. I do not want Mother of Runes in modern. I, I have made that really? clear. Just I, for the Just for the humans. Yeah, they could have printed the uh, Mother of Runes exact text with core, and I would have been fine with it. Um, yeah, I think that's the thing that I don't like about it is that it's another target creature, so you can't protect itself. Yeah, but, and, but I think that's fine. It's also got two toughness this time around, uh, which is cool. Um, 
and I like core. Uh, it's going to be cool to see more core. Maybe maybe we'll get our girl free soon. Uh, but, <laughs> Keep yeah, pushing. I, <laughs> I think uh, I think modern death and taxes has gotten a lot of tools to work with recently, and I think this is another one. Uh, anytime I can see a disruptive creature deck do well that's not humans and modern, I get excited. Do Do you see this just being Giver of Runes into Thalia into like Eldrazi Displacer? Yeah, is I that... think I think that is along the lines of what we'll see. Um, we could mm-hmm. also see. Uh, more like what um, Brian Kibler and um, his name escapes me right now uh, played a GP and a Pro Tour on the same day. Um, <laughs> either way, uh, wasn't the, me. I know that the Hate Bears deck. Yeah, he did well at both of them. The Hate Bears deck. Oh, yeah. oh, uh, Craig Wesco? No, not Craig Wesco. Uh, it's gonna bug me. Um, <laughs> Sorry, he said. You said the hate bears, and I just assume Craig Wesco. No, it it, it wasn't it wasn't Wesco, uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah. I this is this is where I see it in uh, in modern Paul Rietzel. Paul Rietzel. Um Okay, but yeah, that's where I see it in modern. Um, either with the Eldrazi and Taxus shell, or more like the old green white hate bears deck um, with Thalia with Wiltleaf Liege. Um, if the black green decks do continue to have an uptick. Discard gets better, which means Loxon and Smiter gets better. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be relevant. So I see it going in Eldrazi and Taxes, and if Green Black continues to get better, I see it going into uh, Green White Hate Bears, um, which is a deck I love. I'll if that deck gets good again, I'll one hundred percent buy Aether Vials, like in a heartbeat. I love casting Wilt Leaf Leash. Am I Aether Vials? <laughs> so I I have a lot of hesitations about this card because mm-hmm. I think Supreme Verdict is just like a a burden on the format, and cards like this, which are really neat, are not going to see as much play. Blue White is just all over the modern metagame right now. I have to Absolutely. imagine it's right around ten percent. It's gotta be up there. I play it probably the most frequently on Magic Online, and I just don't see a home. Yeah, for a card like this in that sort of metagame. I, I would yeah. like to see an enter the battlefield effect. I would like to see a tax effect. But yeah, this this yeah, just does I, not seem good. I think I think it's hard. Um I do think we'll see it. Uh I do think the metagame will continue to evolve as blue white starts trying these knowledge pool cards out, um, as we've been seeing the past couple of weeks. Um just going for a combo finish, uh, which is super, super interesting. Uh, but I think uh, I th- I think we'll see it. I just think it might be a little bit. All right, all right. I just wish it was actual mom. I think actual mom would be fine in modern. I just don't want to make humans better, man. <laughs> I don't think humans is great right now. Humans is great if you have open deck list, but it's that's fair. A coin flip in a lot of matchups. So that's that's fair. All right, number four, Freddy. So number four, we've got collector. Is it oof? Oof. 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 Uh, it's a big oof. It One is degree. a big old oof. Big old oof. Uh, creature oof. Activated oof. abilities of artifacts can't be activated. Uh, how many times are they going to print this effect? Oof. Three. Oof. <laughs> it's Null Rod. It's Flavor well, Text is even Null Rod. 
so we have Noel Rod, we have <laughs> New Karn, Karn the Great Creator, we have Stony Silence, and now this card. <laughs> and people will continue to over sideboard these effects against Hardened Scales and then question why they lost. <laughs> I mean, this... you could play this as a one of in a uh, collected company yeah. or. Yeah. Well, uh, a card that got spoiled after our notes today that I would have had in our mentions, you can play it alongside too. Iwatamari's Call. Um, That's true. You, you can play it alongside that because I think that is going to be a very relevant card. Um, I, I, I totally see this in Devoted Druid combo. 100%. 100%. Um, I think Scales is a very hard matchup for that deck. Um, so being able to shut down the Walking Ballista, which is a relevant thing that you know these effects do. Um, huge and it is especially relevant against scales or uh, uh like for scales versus druid Dru uh, druid combo cannot beat an online walking ballista it just can't do it so having the ability to shut that off in your colors on a body uh that you can tutor uh, i think is huge i think so too i think this is gonna be sideboard play in all i mean, i don't want to say every green deck but there's a no. I think you can say on a green, green deck. I I agree with you. <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying that because I I'm not gonna play this in Infect. Uh, yeah, you just don't care, right? Well, certain cards I do, certain cards I don't. But I don't think it's a big enough effect for Infect to worry about. But I do think almost any deck that would want Stony Silence but doesn't have White is gonna play this instead. In some cases, even though it could play Stony Silence, will choose to play this instead. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Uh, also, gets that played art all is over. super good. Yeah, it's everywhere. Flavor is so great, too. It's an oof. Yeah. And then it <laughs> oofs your opponents. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a big old oof. <laughs> okay. We're moving on to number three. Card I do want to consider playing in Infect. And I assume you're going to be playing in Blue-White. Force Absolutely. of Negation. One blue blue CMC three instant. If it's not your turn, you may exile a blue card from your hand rather than pay this spell's mana cost. The effect is counter target non creature spell. Negate. If that spell is countered this way, exile it instead of putting it into its owner's graveyard. All right, Gilbert, how many copies are you going to play? Uh, initially four. <laughs> Whoa. Um, in the 75 I think I'll do two uh, two and two is what I'll do I think I'll probably end up settling on two to be quite honest with you but that flavor text man it says it all oh man and the, <laughs> and the art is even a bit of a throwback to counterbalance uh, which for me oh man I'm I'm jamming a counterbalance on the sideboard of blue right white right now and it's been great Um, oh man I am just so ready for this card I wish it would have been Force of Will, uh, but this is easier to hardcast, um, and it exiles. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm super stoked. I foresee myself countering a lot of turn one faithful slootings with this. If I'm being honest with you, I think really? that's yeah, oh yeah. I think uh, that exile uh, is huge, and I I will put myself at card disadvantage to stop my opponent from putting some phoenixes into the graveyard. <laughs> so I think it is absolutely worth it. I am Interesting. I am super hyped. Um, deck building changes will have to happen, especially uh, for the Terminus builds of Blue-White. 
Um, and the versions of Blue White that really vary up their wraths, like I do. Like I play a Day of Judgment, a Wrath of God, and a Supreme Verdict. I think I'm gonna have to go to like two Supreme Verdicts and a Wrath of God, like a lot of people are already doing. Oh, um, I wanna. I did some math for you. Uh, well, if thank you, you have, <laughs> if, if you, yeah. Well, because I wanted to play it, but I wasn't sure if I could. You need 15 cards that are blue in your deck to guarantee you have two blue cards uh, by turn four. And that's 80% probability. If you go up to 18 cards that are blue in your deck by turn four, you have a 90% probability of having the, this online. So oh, eight, I, th I think 18 cards is where you're, you want to be if I you're going to play this card. I think I'm above that threshold with how many like Narset I'm playing right now. That's another card that I was thinking about trimming for the charm. Back to that is Narset. Um, but uh, yeah, like I'm on four Narset right now. Um, I'll likely be on some number of the charms. I think I'll be fine. Um, but man, I'm excited. Uh, Blue White's in a good place for the first time in what I would consider a long time. It's been on the fringes of tier one for quite a bit. But we can finally beat up on Tron again, like with like the veto um, and just being able to field them and surgical it. Like it's been nice. Um, Tron, I hate playing against it, even when I'm playing a deck that has a good matchup. I just feel miserable because they've got this inevitability and they're going to play their big dumb seven drop and just slam their head off the table until Brett falls out. And it's just, it's just so back like <laughs> <against> it. <laughs> glad, glad, glad you guys think my pain is funny. Um, oh my gosh. But I'm super excited for this card because as my opponent just eats their crayon and slaps their deck and makes a car and fall off, I'm going to exile it. What? I'm, I'm going to slam my Narset and then pass. And then they're going to try to hit, hit me with their card and chew their toenails. And I'm going to counter it. And uh, I'm just stoked. So yeah. I hate that deck. I hate that monstrosity. Nuke it from it, orbit. I'm ready. Okay, okay, great. This card has so many more applications, but I'm really glad you got to let loose on Tron. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, you mentioned it's good against i mean really any non non-creature spell <laughs> almost almost so like there's so many cantrips that aren't going to matter like you're not going to want to trade two of your cards for a cantrip generally uh, no yeah if you're like you said you're going to cast this on faithless suiting i would be hard pressed to do that because faithless suiting is all, already card disadvantage uh but there are situations like against dredge or against phoenix where they're going to be putting their two phoenix in the graveyard and then reanimating them i just see this as yeah. an answer to planeswalkers so you play whatever yeah. creature or planeswalker on your turn pass they try to answer with a planeswalker of their own and you get the mana advantage the tempo advantage i should say because you're playing a zero mana spell Makes sense. i'm ready for it i'm super ready for it I want to add, it pairs really, really well with the blue Planeswalkers that we have in play right now. So you mentioned uh, Narset. It also pairs well with Jace the Mind Sculptor, like mm -hmm. incredibly well, because you're going to brainstorm every turn. And then, yeah, any answer, like a Dreadbore or a Lightning Bolt your Jace, it's going to have a hard time getting through. Right, yeah. They're, like The world of having to tick up your Jace immediately is going to be much smaller now, and that's also exciting. Because all I want to do with my Jace is brainstorm. 
It depends how your opponent taps. Like, if they're tapped out, you can slam Jace and be completely safe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if but, Freddy leaves a red yeah. mana open like a piece of human garbage, I, I'm going to have to plus. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you can go, like we mentioned, Flusterstorm as well. Mm -hmm. uh, if you can get to Flusterstorm mana, so that would be five, you could possibly leave up both. Yeah. I'm I'm stoked. I like I think this is gonna be one of the best things to ever happen to modern. <laughs> well, speaking of good things that are gonna happen to modern, you should read our next card. Another card that I'm very excited about. Force of Vigor. Two green green instant. If it's not your turn, you may exile a green card from your hand rather than pay this spell's mana cost. Destroy up to two target artifacts and or enchantments. Man. <laughs> this card is awesome. Like, it blows up Blood Moon, it blows up Chalice. Like, blowing up Chalice? Like, that's insane. That's yeah. insane. You get to blow up Chalice for free. Like, nobody's chalicing on four. Like, you're going to blow up their Chalice. Or, like, that Red Prison deck has gotten popular in Modern again. They're going to slam their Blood Moon. They're going to slam their Chalice. You're going to force a Vigorum, completely blow them out. They're going to be down their whole hand. You're down two cards. And you're going to untap, and you're going to play your threat and kill them. I'm... Oh man, I am in love with this card. <laughs> Two prison decks are probably not going to exist after this card's uh, in print. Yeah, I agree. Good riddance. The only prison deck that we I could see existing is the Karn Mycosynth Lattice issue. Yeah, because um, it it makes your cards not green, right? So that is correct. Makes them all colorless. Yeah so many ways to interact if you have this so i have to envision karn the great creator is not going to be a thing like it is right now yeah i think it'll fall off after this um because like just jamming the lattice and stuff like and that's the thing too like if they jam like if they go to jam the lattice you can still like float your mana <laughs> and blow up their lattice and blow up whatever artifact they have like, that's a thing you can still do. Or you can hit their Karn and their Lattice if you float the mana. Like, it's it's pretty crazy. So, yeah. it's uh, Yeah, this is a card that I see, think will see more play than Force of Negation, even. I agree with you. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's very good, and I think it being number two on our spot, uh, it really, really makes sense. Are you going to be playing it in Infect? It's it's a snap and in fact because yeah. <laughs> right now we play four cards that interact with artifacts or enchantments, and it's because Chalice is so good, Spellskite is so good, Ensnaring Bridge is so good. There's uh, Karn uh, minusing to get things like Pithing Needle that shuts off the the um, Ink Moth Nexus. Yeah, I mean, Blood Moon's even even solid. Blood Moon is a problem. Th this even hits like. Uh, enchant lands that like if you're gonna ramp with your enchant lands yeah because i i like jokes aside i think ponza actually is getting better from this set i think that is worse a deck... force of vigor yeah well yeah vigor does make it worse but i mean otherwise like it's getting pillage um the decks it's good against are getting better um but a lot of the times that deck can switch gears even without the blood moon because it takes you off all your lands other than earlier when like he for some reason blew up all your lands when you had some hierarchs in play, uh, but it is what it is. 
I gave my hierarch hex proof when he tried to kill it. So ah, uh, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. So uh, those who don't know, I won a game today against Ponza with no lands in play. It was pretty great. It's insane. I don't he think that's a, a good matchup for you either. No, it's not. <laughs> he had a blood moon in play, and I had no lands. So nice blood moon. <laughs> nice deck, idiot. Freddie, why don't you take the number one? Because I know you're excited about it. So the number one is a card that I'm super stoked about. It's Force of Rage. <laughs> What? No, what? Uh, no actually, not... we're talking about playable cards. My bad. Um, sorry, I just had to get that out there. I'm I'm super salty about the red force. Like, I thought I was gonna get something playable and burn, and instead I got like literal trash. Like, I'd rather get popper commons. Oh my gosh, Freddy! What's so, our number one, Freddy? Our number one da-da-da-da-da-da-da, is the uh, canopy lands or? Is that what we're calling them? Canopy yeah, lands. Yeah. Horizon oh, lands. Horizon lands. Horizon lands. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I should have looked out into the horizon to know that. that <laughs> um, so, yeah, the canopy horizon lands. Uh, <laughs> probably doesn't go in every deck, but some decks it will. I, I disagree. I think this goes in, like, everything. Um, really? Okay, we'll have to talk about it. I mean, yeah. I, I don't see this Six. not going in. Six or eight for burn? I think six. Okay. I, I think eight is... I don't know. I, your life total does matter sometimes. So, sure. like... Not as I much as your <laughs> That's true. But, I mean, if you factor this in, you factor an on. like, you don't want to be killing yourself before you're killing your <laughs> opponent, which can happen if you're not smart. So, um, if you've watched me play Magic, you know that's a definite possibility. Uh, oh, my gosh. So, I'm definitely, I'm super stoked about these lands. Uh, I'm not super stoked about having to buy a bunch of foil uh, Sunbaked Canyons and probably Fiery Islets, but, you know. I'll, yeah, you're I'll you're going to need, like, quite a few Fiery Islets, right? So uh, if anybody knows any like side jobs coming around, um, I need to feed my magic habit. So. Wow. <laughs> uh, you're going to play Fiery Islet in... In Phoenix, too, yeah. yeah. So, so. <laughs> here, here's a neat one I haven't seen anybody talking about. Does Dredge play uh, one of the black ones? Oh, Dredge is going to play Fiery Islet. They want oh, the red. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they want the Faithless Looting, yeah. That is true. And they also have man. Con- conflagrate. They they need red mana. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah. need red for that. Man, I am I'm so excited about this. I'm just bummed that I'm not getting a blue white one. Uh but man, like I'm getting a blue red one. Like I'm getting a blue green one. Those are two colors that I play a lot too. Um getting a black green, like Teachings gets two of these. I just realized that. Um yeah. Like, holy crap. I was not expecting this. I, I am <laughs> I pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. I don't think many people were. It, no. It, no. To, let's put it in context. Uh, Horizon Canopy is currently the 13th most played card in Modern. Yeah. That's lands and spells. It's, the, it, it's in 17.8% of all decks in Modern. And yeah. we just got a, I mean, and green white is not a great color combination. There's very few decks that are green white. Yeah, yet... no, I'll be I'll be cutting my horizon canopies and scales, peatlands. Like a lot of the lists have been like playing a canopy and some blooming marshes so that we can sideboard um, 
uh, sideboard thought seizes and some decks, uh, some versions are even main decking Bob. Uh, but I'll be able to play three of these and consistently be able to thought season stuff. Like I'm super, super stoked about these. Like this is awesome. I think this is going to be one of the most impactful things to happen to the format ever. Um, I think the uh, landscape, okay. I think the landscape, uh, pun intended is going to change drastically. I think we're going to see these in a lot of places. I agree with Freddie. I think almost every deck is going to have one of these in it. Um, it's. I think it's going to be pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk briefly. There's a bunch of decks that are green and white already that do not play Horizon Canopy, like Abzan, for example. It, it just doesn't play um, Horizon Are you Canopy. talking like Big Abzan or Little Kid? Uh, Junk. Like the mid range Liliana the Veil. Yeah, I I, th- I think it'll play the black green one. I don't think they can afford to play more white sources. I think that's the biggest issue. I played that deck for quite a while, and uh, I don't think they can afford to play more white sources. It's usually such a small splash for like souls and rhino. Um, like little kid abs and plays Horizon Canopy. Um, so I think I think it'll play Nurturing Feet. I I do. Um. I think it's more a concession to the mana base than anything that it doesn't play Canopy. Okay. Uh, well, I do think there's going to be decks, like you mentioned, that are going to play 6 to 8. And then there's going to be decks that only play 1. Uh-huh. There's going to be decks that also play 0. Uh, uh, how do you feel about Death Shadow with uh, with Fiery Islet? Um, actually, I hope they play it because they're like so dense on black spells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it can hurt them a lot. I've I've seen people talking about whether they'll they'll touch it or not. Um, like being able they, to hurt yourself and being able to draw a card are both relevant. But like, like you know, I know when the blue black one gets printed, whenever that happens, they'll be on it. But yeah, the blue red one, I think the I think it'll be hard. Uh, as like for example, as an infect player, I think I'm only going to be playing one of the groves. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm messing like, around with Horizon Canopy right now. I don't think it's super great. I envision um, Marty Pyromancer playing either Sunbaked Canyon or Silent Clearing um, as a one of, uh, especially in your matchups that can go long where your Blood Moons aren't good anyways. Um, just being able to have that redraw can be huge, especially with your Pyromancer out, because a lot of the times you're just going to end up flooding uh, without a lot to do because your your Inquisitions look pretty mopey late game, right? So. Being able to churn through your deck a little easier, I think, will be relevant. I would love to see Marty Pyromancer pick back up a little bit as well. I wouldn't. Oh. <laughs> I love that deck. I would also. It it's good to have another creature oh, deck in the format. It is. I would also like to see uh, how many uh, of the eight rack or like the 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 pox decks play. Because um, I do think like the the Tom Ross black white pox deck probably wants some number of silent clearings um so that that'll be cool to see i think so too all right i have a side note on these what do you think they're going to cost like financially they're pre-ordering around 30 bucks 30 dollars for the red blue and I, I i think that's probably pretty close to what they'll stick around to i really think they're sh- going to settle at 30 i think i like for, for a while um, yeah, I think I think they could definitely go up later. It's gonna have less printings. Than I think they're gonna games. be highly sought after. Like this is a print to demand set, I guess. 
but like it's one print to demand set versus what two printings of Horizon Canopy, <laughs> and less decks get to play Canopy, and Canopy's what seventy dollars. Yeah. I mean, oh my god. It's around fifty, but yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it hit a hundred at its peak. And so green white gets a second printing. Uh. Hmm? Or no, what? it's white black. Sorry, my yeah, no, green white's the off. green white's the only one that exists right now. Okay. So, because they they previewed a bunch of stuff in Future Sight, like you had Nimbus Maze, uh, Graven Karens is the only other one to get printed, I think. Um, but yeah, this is this is sweet, and I'm really really excited about it. Um, one more, uh, one more honorable mention, uh, before we, before we take off, cause I just saw it, they pull it up on my phone here. Um, it's a pretty <laughs> exciting one. Is it I think, a four uh, drop? I think you'll like this one too, Travis. Is it Grixis? Is it a four drop? Is it, is it a not, three, four? It is a, it is a three drop. It is not a three, four. Uh, <laughs> so it is one, a white and a black instant. Kaya's Guile. Choose two. Each opponent sacrifices a creature. Exile all cards from each opponent's graveyard. Create a 1-1 white and black spirit creature token with flying. You gain four life. Entwine three. So entwine, choose all if you pay the entwine cost. So if you pay six, you can make them sack, exile their graveyard, create a 1-1 and gain four life. Um, That card's really cool. (laughs) They're all pretty bad by themselves but the fact that you get two and then you pick the right situation it's mm-hmm. nice uh, i think it's exactly the kind of card that uh that esper control wants um which has been making the rounds in modern lately so that'll be that'll be pretty neat i'm really bummed about how many edict effects there are now oh i know it's crazy <laughs> uh oh and also pointed out uh kaya is in the flavor text of the white black talisman and all the other walkers are in flavor text too. So their names fit the number crunch for multicolor. So that that guile might be a cycle. So we might get, you know, uh, a Rowl's whatever. Uh, we might get Prophetic Bolt <laughs> again. So who knows? Uh, so that'll be very prophetic right now. Yeah, like I'm I'm stoked about this set. It's the most exci- like I am the most excited I've been about Magic in a long time between more of the Spark. And this set, um, I think modern is heading in a great place. Um, I think uh, I think it's finally starting to shake out, and people are a little less scared of the boogeyman of faithful looting. Um, uh, Tron can still go to hell, uh, but wow. otherwise, the uh... <laughs> Tron is not that good. Oh, I hate it. Uh, but I think I think the format's finally starting to settle down, and I think a nice shakeup to get everybody's brewing going is going to be exactly what it needs. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for this week. Um, well, uh, I think it'll kind of be a double episode week. We should have an episode up uh, Friday as well. You guys will probably hear this uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, um, just simply due to some scheduling stuff. Uh, it'll probably be a double episode week. Um, so yeah, where can people find you, Freddie? Uh, you find me on Instagram and uh, Twitch at ClassicAlfredo86. And then you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at OursIsTheFury. And you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Eldenari. And what about you, Travis? Find me on Twitter, putting Spanish pros on blast at Twitter underscore 8427. <laughs> and on Twitch, 
at twitch.tv backslash Travis8427. And I helped. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you should. It's so great. (laughs) You guys have a great night. Thank you.